welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and I am uh, bringing to you today a message entitled, Three Times, based off of John chapter 21, verses 1 through 19. So let us dive through the Word today. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught, they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard, heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, Follow me. Amen. So, and forgive the background noises, uh, people are out doing their spring cleaning so as it were and I cannot blame them and I do not have a soundproof uh, studio in my house so um, anyway uh, through Jesus we learn that 
We are not loved because we are perfect. Rather, we are being perfected because we are loved. And I'll say that again because it's important. Through Jesus, we, are, we learn we are not loved because we are perfect. Rather, we are being perfected because we are loved. I remember watching Sesame Street as a kid. Now, how many of you watched Sesame Street? How many of you were before the time of Sesame Street? Were you really? So how many of you had children who watched Sesame Street? Or grandkids? See, none of us are really before the time of Sesame Street. We are living. We are living in that time right now and have been for the last 50 three years. Yes, Sesame Street is over a half century old. Hard to believe, right? Can you guess one of my favorite characters? If you guess the count, ding, 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 winner, 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 chick, beyond chicken dinner. I, and I can, I cannot help but think of, of, of things, at least sometimes through the lens of Sesame Street and the count in particular, especially since math was always my hard subject, so the count made it a little more fun for me. But let me tell you a story, for instance. There, there once was this guy named Pedro, and he lived down on Fish Street. And he, if you can guess, loved to fish, as all the people on Fish Street did. One day, this really famous teacher, Jesus, came along and told Pedro that instead of fishing for fish on Fish Street, he'd take him to all the streets and have him fish for people, bringing them to know and turn to God. Now, Pedro loved this idea so much he and his friends Juan and Santiago, who were brothers, left everything behind and spent three years learning from and befriending him. Then one day, the teacher was arrested, and Pedro and Santiago and Juan and the others fled, they fled for their lives. Only Juan and Pedro had the courage to go to the court and watch the trial from a safe distance. But someone recognized Pedro. Then another. Then another. And they questioned him about Jesus and Pedro. Pedro denied Jesus one time. No, two times. But wait! Three times. Uh, 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 uh. Three times he denied Peter. Oy, that's a lot of times, no? Sesame Street and the count aside, we all make mistakes. We all are sinners, as it tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. And... And as Jesus even admitted with himself, the spirit is willing, 
But let's be honest, the flesh is weak. This is why we are in no position to judge. No matter what someone else's sin might be, Jesus is always reminding us, let the one without sin cast the first stone. Which one of us has strong flesh? Which one of us doesn't give in to our vices? So how can we judge another? Here's a fact I want you all to consider, to truly consider in line of all that we've heard so far. We are not loved by Jesus because we are perfect. And we, we come to church all the time thinking we need to act perfect, like, like our lives have no problems whatsoever. But we are not loved by Jesus because we are perfect. And if that's why we think we're loved by Jesus, we're in for a rude awakening on Judgment Day. We are not loved by Jesus because we are perfect. Quite the opposite. Just look at Peter and his disciples. Just look at Peter and his disciples. He denied his own master, his own Lord, his own friend, three times in a row. Simply put, if Jesus loved and chose people because they are perfect, Peter would not have been loved or chosen. No, no, no. We are not loved by Jesus because we are perfect. No, we are perfect in and because of Jesus' love for us. And knowing that, how do we measure up in loving Jesus back? In our scripture today, we find our disciples doing what our disciples do. And they seemingly forget all that Jesus taught them, all that he had promised them. And they have gone back to what they always have done. They go fishing. That is until a stranger who turns out to be Jesus interrupts them. He just shows up on the shore and starts starts cooking breakfast and then calls them to him. Once Peter realize, realizes it, it's Jesus, he doesn't even wait for the boat to come to shore. He weirdly tosses on his clothes and goes swimming to shore. I mean, I would have just left my clothes off and gone swimming, but you know... Once, once there, once on shore, something amazing happens. Jesus penetrates Peter's heart. And in doing so, he penetrates the hearts of all the disciples. Since that fateful Monday, Thursday evening and the wee mornings, morning hours of a Good Friday... Peter had been hanging on to some serious guilt, as I'd imagine a lot of the disciples had been. But it was Peter who objected the most vehemently when Jesus said he was going to die. He was the one who swore up and down he would be with Jesus even to, to the death. And he almost carried that promise out, to be fair, when he cut the ear off of Malchus, the high priest's slave, with his sword. But almost, almost didn't count. No, no, no. In the end, Peter bailed on Jesus. And when it counted, he denied him. Not once, 
Not twice, but three times. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus knew that the way to Peter's heart was to break through his own guilt and shame. So let's listen again to Jesus as he breaks through to Peter in verses 15 through 19. After breakfast, Jesus said, Simon Peter, he asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, Follow me. Notice, just as Peter denied Jesus three times, Jesus asked Peter three times if Peter loved him. This is not by accident or a coincidence, nor is it Jesus trying to further Peter's guilt. Still, notice it is upon the third time Jesus asks that Peter breaks down. Jesus has reached him. He has penetrated his heart. And Jesus let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. In other words, I've already forgiven you. I will make you strong. Now go and follow me. Peter is not scolded. He's not punished. He's just reminded of his own guilt through Jesus asking him three times. And that brings him to acceptance of Jesus' forgiveness and the purpose that Jesus then laid before him. Notice that Peter didn't verbally say he was sorry. But Jesus knew his heart. Jesus saw his guilt, his shame. Just as he sees our ours despite our failing in being faithful to him, as he has been to us. And while Peter's three times was denying him in a courtyard to spare his own life, What's our three times? Where have we denied Jesus? How have we put Jesus to the side? How is Jesus asking us three times, Do you love me?
So I want you to pause now and reflect. Have you denied Jesus? Now let me clarify. I know that you haven't literally denied him three times the way Peter did. But have you ever denied him? Are you denying him now? Are you failing to be as faithful as you could be? Are you being called to some ministry or purpose that you've been avoiding or flat out saying no to? Just place your name in place of Peter's. Jesus asks, Todd, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I do. Then feed my lambs. Todd, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Todd, do you love me? Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. As a church, Jesus is asking us the same question. Jesus is asking us the same question. Church, do you love me more than the world? Do you love me? Do you love me? I know that some have questioned how much ministry we've done over the last few years with all with a pandemic and all. I'm sure every church has been asked the same question. So if, if you're in a different church, I'm sure you can relate. First, I would say that we've done and continue to do great local and global uh, ministries and missions. We support global missions through our shared ministry expenses. We have uh, supported missionaries and children from underdeveloped countries in the past. Locally, my goodness, I, I represent our uh, church at Newton Rotary Club, and so community mission opportunities have and will arise there. We've been ardent, ongoing supporters of the Weekend Bag Program. You know, I know that some people misunderstand this program and think that the food that we're collecting doesn't stay in the county. And I'm not sure why that is being thought. Uh, plenty has been written about it. You can go to their website. 100% of the food collected goes to students in Newton and all around Sussex County. It is directly going to the least of these in our Sussex County school systems. And I cannot think of a more important mission for us to be a part of. And I hope that, again, if you're not a part of our church, I, I'm sure your church is doing similar things, and I hope, I hope that they are. We have our Treasures of Hope ministry uh, going on, and uh, led by uh, uh, Linda and, and crew, and, and many people donate to that without looking for any credit, just helping out by giving what they can. Others volunteer their time down at Treasures on, on a ba regular basis. And we could always have more help there. 
We have a tremendous children's and adult Christian adults Christian education uh, program, and we we've held our first of many open mics, and it rocked. <laughs> it rocked. My goodness, the talent. And this is a, a mission of outreach and hospitality for us that can continue to build community within and with outside the church. And if you're in a church uh, other than mine and haven't done this, it's really easy to set up. Most churches have their own uh, sound system, so you can you can use that, or you can bring in a, a little uh, uh, PR system, you know, not a PR system, a PA system, um, and um, you know, run run uh, an open mic off of that. It's very very simple. All you need is a speaker and mics uh, to hook the, up to the speaker, and uh, and then um, also you can use i you know people will often come with their iPhones and come with like karaoke uh, versions on their iPhones and sing off of that or people can play guitars uh, again to, to do the iPhone you have to hook it up to the speaker somehow so make sure you have that that input um, but but it's very very simple and can be done and it, it's fun and music is universal and people have a, a ton of time uh, bonding together at, at such events like that and those are just to name a couple of missions and our ministries not to mention the fact that we've supported healthcare workers by making and donating cards and masks as well as many other things we did throughout the worst of the pandemic in fact if one is questioning what we've done through the pandemic or what we are doing now my question to that person is where were you? Where are you? Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that during the pandemic, we had to isolate. And many in our congregation and many congregations across the country and the world were compromised in one way or another. And so they couldn't come out. And that's why we have online technology and thank God for it. But that doesn't mean one couldn't pick up a phone to help call around or to check in on people or that one couldn't make masks or cards for people or that one couldn't decide to give more to help the efforts of those who can physically be there to make sure the church operates. Friends, remember, <clears throat> we're not loved because we are perfect. None of us are perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. And so my bringing these things up isn't, isn't to say, ha, gotcha, you're not perfect. Well, no, duh, I'm not perfect either. And there are more things I could have done, I'm sure. No, only Jesus is perfect. And we, my friends, are being perfected by Jesus because we are loved by him. Like Peter, all we need to do is acknowledge where we have failed, repent, and accept God's forgiveness and follow him. If we do that, we will not only be a church building with people in it on Sundays, we will be the church who brings Jesus to the community in order that it may be bring the community to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you and praise you for this message, which is hopeful because, Lord, we sometimes think that we have to be perfect and we get caught up in trying to be, and we fail each time and get discouraged and eventually give up as a whole. And Lord, it's not about being perfect. It's about being perfected. It's about recognizing where we don't always get it right. And just when we when we don't, admitting that and turning back to you. And so help us to be a people who do that. Help us to accept the challenge of this message, to rise to the occasion to be your disciples, to be your faithful disciples, witnessing to our faith in you and to the kingdom uh, that is to come. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad that you 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 do each week. It's great to be here and to bring these messages, and I hope that they speak to you and that you're getting something out of them. Uh, as always, check out the episode notes. In there, you will see links to Tithely and PayPal. Tithely is our preferred way because it it's just a better system. It's it's more designed for churches, but PayPal works as well. Uh, so don't forget, uh, check out those links. If this is your main sustenance for the week, uh, spiritually, then uh, by all means, we could really use your support. Uh, if you attend somewhere else and this is just supplemental, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and please support your church uh, community. And if you have it in you to support both of us, uh, well, both of us would be grateful. And uh, certainly the kingdom would be furthered in both communities. But in, uh, in all things, remember, friends, you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace. Thank you.